All right, and we're starting. Hey, Rod, good to see you. How's it going? It's going pretty good today, Alan. How about yourself? Fantastic. I see you two beautiful girls in that picture right there. And I know you got a third daughter. She's two, she's older than those two. Yes. Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 She is. She, she's doing excellent in school. Um, she, she, she's a big sponge. She's a big sponge as well. She watches everything I do and um, she holds me accountable. <laughs> how, how, how old is your oldest daughter? Um, she's 10. She'll be 11 on July the 9th. Right. And how old are these two right here? I see. Um, we have a two year old and a one year old. Oh, man. Oh, man. So we're going to get into that later. Like um, I've been on a run lately of interviewing young father entrepreneurs. Right. And how they somehow balance fatherhood and and husbandhood, you know, with being an entrepreneur. And we're going to get into that because you do it. Um, And then the other thing I just wanted off the top, how we met, (laughs) you know, how we met. So you you and we're going to get into this, too. You've got a, a parking business and you've had it for many years that that you own and operate. You're a business owner. You have multiple businesses that you own, which I can't wait to talk more about. But we yeah. met through through parking and valet business that you have, and we got to chatting. and uh, And then I learned about your uh, your your professional boxing that you were doing on the side. So you were you were you were owner operator of a parking valet company, and then you were also um, you were doing professional boxing on the side, and you were and you were training. So we got into that. And uh, so, but you're like retired. You reti- you retired early. <laughs> yeah, I retired early, man. Actually, I got in late and I retired early. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, but but I, pay, I I understand you're under you you retired undefeated. Yeah, I retired undefeated. That's 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 the way to go out, <laughs> <laughs> right? I like that. Um, and uh, but anyway, I always enjoyed chatting with you about that. And uh, then the more I talked to you, Rod, the more I was like blown away with all these different businesses that. A handful of businesses that you that you own and operate and then a couple in the past that that um that you also owned and operated in whether they're like the super shuttle business that that uh that uh you had to um kind of wind down because of uh, the pandemic and so forth but we're going to get into all that stuff yeah. um but it's a real honor to have you on this podcast uh, my pleasure my pleasure my pleasure Alan. we got a lot we got a lot to cover man um, all right, so I'm going to throw up this uh, opening slide that, that uh, just kind of gets it started. I have a tradition where I do this just to throw my guest off a little bit and uh, to get it started. And I've got this opening question. All right, you ready for this? So, yeah, so, right. so, so, Rod, what's the difference between good debt and bad debt? And, and the reason this comes up is because you and I had a long conversation about it, and you actually educated me on this quite a bit. So, break it down for us. All right, well. Um, the conversation was about uh, about debt. We were talking about paying off debt and stuff, you know. And I was saying that basically debt is okay as long as it's good debt compared to bad debt. You know, good debt is more or less um, if you purchase a house and so forth. So if you purchase a house, the house can be a liability. But if you purchase a house and you use it as a rental property to pay for the mortgage, now that's good debt. But as far as if you purchase a house just for you to live in, it can be a liability, but the thing that you want to do is you want to have assets to pay for your um, pay for your liabilities, and you always want to have your out, um, your assets outnumbering your liabilities. Give me some example. What are some some assets that you could have out to outnumber that? Um, some assets that that you can have. Um, for example, what I did was I franchised um a shuttle service and stuff to um bring in money from there, and um actually I own a piece of property and I just got it renovated. So now what I'm going to do now is I'm going to use that, um, you know, of course, I had to spend money on it, which basically put me into a little debt, but it's good debt because that money's going to come back 
and basically the house paid for so the so it's going to be continuous um money coming in to where basically that bad when that that debt going to turn to um turn into the positive and basically going to be positive for here on out for the rest of my lives and you know i'll be able to pass it on to my kids as well so you you coach you coach people on this stuff right um yeah specialist right um yes yes reason why i want to coach people um and I just don't want to provide um, provide a service and just want people to come back. I want to provide a service and help educate um, people on people so they can be able to teach their kids and not fall into the same things that we fell in or not having to um, go through the financial situations that some people run into, um, not having the knowledge of the of the financial system and stuff. So um, when people come to me, I'm, it's not it's not it's not it's not about money and stuff you know of course i want to get paid for my services but at the same time i'm gonna give them more in value than any kind of money that they can pay me right and and uh you mentioned uh you used the example of a car with me too when we talked about like just the idea of a car can just be you know a oh, yeah yeah definitely. car payment or it can be a business asset exactly exactly um and and with that um you know because I, I had a cousin of mine who, who wants to um get another vehicle and i'm like look if you, if you get a if you buy another vehicle you need to you know make money off that uh, make money off that vehicle even if you do a lawn service pressure washing um even if you do um you know grub hub some along those lines and stuff like that and of course if you have a own corporation you can actually put that car up on a corporation so you can start you know doing um write-offs and so forth you know so yeah. so always need to not always but um you just, you just want to be in a position to where you can maximize anything that you do. Right. So business. So, so you somewhere along the line, you learned about this, uh, this thing about business ownership and all the benefits, didn't you? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. You know, right? um, I'm, I'm looking forward to um, getting the trust in the future and stuff and, you know, setting that up for the kids and the family and stuff, you know, cause um, Hey, you got to learn, learn the system and use it. You know, so you it, keep going, you keep going, you know, every time, every time you get to a level financially, you go to, you're looking for that next level every time. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I don't ever want to settle and stuff, you know, and um, of course we always want to see our kids do great. We, we can always teach our kids great things and stuff like that, you know, but at the same time we can um, set them up and put them in, um, put them in position because we definitely don't want them to fall into the, the bad debt system you know which which is is very hard to get out of easy to get into but very hard to get out of you know mm-hmm. or just yeah. just school the schools alone i know kids who i went to school with i graduated before them and stuff you know far as like college wise and they probably like eighty thousand worth of debt and still don't even have a degree and stuff you know so so for that example that's what i use for bad debt and trying to avoid avoid my kids um, taking the same path, even though I didn't take that path, I did go to college and stuff. But when I graduated, I only had like twenty six hundred dollars in loans, rather than you know forty thousand. <laughs> not twenty six thousand. No, not twenty six thousand. Twenty six hundred. Twenty six hundred. You heard me right. Twenty six hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> All I had because um while I was in school, I still had that work mentality. As far as what I um I had to I had to work to get things instead of just trying to take something for free or just trying to get it because it's available. And then you know just just live you know just live word free i'd rather go out and get it so i won't be in debt you know so i won't be in a bunch of bad debt so i can you know be able to live after i graduate yeah um i i think that's great by the way you see how i put you i i listed uh underneath your name here you know i said husband father entrepreneur right yes uh i almost would just say business owner because 
that's even a more specific way. But then underneath that, I said physical, mental, and financial health advocate, right? Yes. Um, and one of your businesses that another one of the companies that you own is is through your through your personal training. So so you, you it's interesting. You've had businesses where you had employees, which were yeah. which your parking your parking and your shuttle business that that you own, and then. Um, and then you've also now over the last year or so you, you opened your own personal training and I think you're an employee of one, um, right now, but talk about that difference between those two types of businesses. Um, the difference between two types of businesses is that, you know, um, having people working for you is, is great, but at the same time, um, I always try to motivate them to, um, um, to do more and, and not settle, but it's like, <laughs> It's like having people work for you sometimes it's like you paying a paying an adult to you paying an adult to babysit them at times. <laughs> right, right. But, but but then you have but then you meet some people that's great. They're great. They they're good at um you ask them to do stuff. Um they're great at it and basically they're they're focused, they get what they need to get done and um um basically they go home and stuff, you know. But even even like even with that being said, once again, that I always try to motivate them to try to do more and basically um show them like look. I've been in that position before too and stuff. You can you, you you can do this, you know. You can do this. Find find your niche, find something that you love. If you have any questions, I'm here for you and stuff, you know. So it, it can definitely be a challenge um having people work for you. Now, it seems like you find more bad apples than good apples. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, you still you still gotta keep on you still gotta still go out to that tree and pick, you know? And and, and you and one of you you were able with your with your parking valet company that you you were able to um, ultimately turn that over to, to one of the one of the people that you as, that you groomed along, right? It allowed you to open up new doors and, and start new things. Um, yeah. So so what I did was I started using um, my profits I was making from that business and stuff to actually um, franchise um, franchise um, franchise Super Shuttle and franchise mm -hmm. um, basically franchise my fitness business and stuff. And I came out with a um, few things. Um, for my fitness business as well, but um, but yeah, so so basically, I just um, basically just sold it off and just um, turned everything over and just proceeded forward, you know. Um, and you know, it's turnkey. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, and that's the goal, and that, and that's that's what I even that's, that's um, I talk about it in in my book a lot, you know, just this idea of the third level of being able to have a business be able to run without you which ultimately gives you the option to do other things or sell the company or pursue other interests and generate and have that thing generate um, cash flow for you and your family. But, but make no, make no mistake. Um, you, uh, you, it took years and years to build it up to the point that you could do that. And you had to be willing to delegate and let other people do things in the business that did you ever struggle with that? Um, um, you know, um, yes, I did because, it's like when you deal with so many irresponsible um, um, people and stuff. Because at yeah. time, of course, we got college students who who wasn't working a lot and stuff. But at the same time, um, they needed money and stuff, you know. But at the same, um, they didn't have a lot of responsibility, so they'll commit to coming in and not show up and stuff. So it's kind of hard not to try to be there and wait for them to get there when I could have been at home spending more time with my family and stuff, you know. I had to be yeah. there to make sure they, they got there first and then be able to drive through traffic to get back home, make sure everything's fine and um, having to call back and check up on them and stuff. So, so yeah, it's definitely challenging um, to, to basically have somebody 
um, working for you and dealing with something in, in like a high turnover, uh, high turnover field. So were you just were you just kind of on cloud nine when you got your uh, personal training business going? Like you couldn't believe like how much easier it was to manage yourself and not manage other people. Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's, it's, it's a lot easier to manage yourself and stuff. But um, it's, it's still a lot of responsibility. Of course, a lot of responsibility definitely gonna come with it. And especially when you're starting off and stuff, you know, um, just like any entrepreneur or anybody who actually started a business from scratch um, without much and stuff. The first thing I'm going to tell you is like, look, <laughs> you know, you don't know how much you're going to make. You don't know what, where it's going to come from and stuff, but you got to be dedicated. You got to be dedicated. You got to be disciplined to, to, to go out there. Yeah. Hey, I want to take a quick break and talk about my sponsor briefly here for the episode. Okay. Yes. Um, and, um, uh, so uh, this is uh, this is Secure Startup. So Secure Startup is a cloud um, cloud based tool to help startup founders um, work with investors and and exchange those documents, those important documents between uh, startup founders and investors, and all the back and forth that goes into those documents from from uh, purchase agreements and term sheets and operating agreements and the signatures involved and the confidentiality confidentiality involved. And this is a this is a, uh, a site and a product that's really just focused on that niche. And that need, um, and so Secure Startup provides that. And uh, it's uh, believe it or not, there's not enough tools out there that really that do that well. And so uh, that's what Secure Startup does, and they're doing a good a good service for uh, founders and investors. They both rave on both sides because uh, it's the pain in the butt um, part of the part of the business. If you're fortunate enough to get invest and get investment and get a yes out of an investor, the last thing you want to do is stumble over the paperwork. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> right. The last thing you want to do is stumble over the paperwork and that's what secure startup helps you to do. All right. So, uh, Rod. Yeah. So Fort Myers, Florida. Yes. <laughs> What's it, what was it like growing up in Fort Myers, Florida? Fort Myers, Florida, Fort Myers, Florida. It was, it was, it, it, it was, it was rough. It was, it was rough. Okay. Not, not, not rough far as, um, I'm not. I'm not even gonna say it was rough because basically, once you raise up in a certain place in a certain area, and you stuff, used to it. that's all you know. You that's all you know. It's not even getting used to it. Like you brought up there, you you never know anything different um, because basically that's all you know and stuff. You know, even though I used to travel, um, used to go out of town and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, you you're in the house most of the time, but then you come back to that same environment and stuff. So uh, I had a, I had a fun childhood. I had a fun childhood. Um, play football, me and my me and my buddies and stuff. We used to always enjoy each other and stuff. And like I said, I didn't really notice a difference until like my freshman year in college about you know the, um, how it was compared to other places. So so let's be real about. So you you grew up. Sounds like you grew up in a in a pretty tough. I mean, you you said it was tough, but it, but it sounds like it was a tough neighborhood and and oh, yeah, it, could, it was and could have it was and could was rough in spots and. Um, so let's talk about that because again, you know why you're on the show and that's why every entrepreneur is on the show is I'm trying to make sure we hold up stories so that people out there who are dealing with whatever they're dealing with, they can see an example. And, and so the, you know, the neighborhood, you, the neighborhood you grew up with and might be just like a neighborhood that somebody's watching this interview is yes. in today and yes. say, wait a minute, let me hear how, let me hear how Rod dealt with it and how he got, how he got to the next level. All right, so um, the, street, the street I the street I lived on, for you to see drug deals and stuff, it wasn't it wasn't anything out of the normal. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not talking about like once a day or twice a day. If you see it like 20 times a day, it was still normal. That's right. Like, you know, um, right. 
So, so, so just being able to see that, but then you see the other end of it too. You see um, people going to jail, people getting time and stuff. So um, as a kid, um, I, I looked at it and stuff and seeing the guys getting the girls having the fa fancy cars and stuff. And, but then it was like, is it worth it? Is it worth it for the amount of time that you get um, for that and stuff? So, um, so, so back even then I was like, do the math on it. <laughs> no, yeah. that, that, was, that was my whole idea of it. Do the math on it. Okay. You can do this. You can, you can um, sell drugs, get this amount of money and stuff, you know, but then, you get locked with, you, then you get locked up, but then you got to do this amount of time. So you do the math on it, it's like you rather have your freedom rather than being behind bars and stuff because you can make just as much amount of money. Yeah. So like short term gains for 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 giving up long term opportunity. Exactly. Exactly. Long, not only just long term opportunity, but, you know, your freedom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you you were looking at things pretty analytically, like almost like a you you were already starting to look at life like a, a young like a business person early. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Because it was hitting close to home. It was like I can be. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like the feds been inside my house before, <laughs> right? Because you know? one of my brothers, he was he was he, he was caught up in the game and stuff, you know. So yeah. it was it was firsthand. It was firsthand. It wasn't like it was something I seen from a distance and stuff. It's something yeah. I seen on right in front of me. Um, a lot of the guys who um, um, got locked up and went to federal prison, I look up, I looked up to and stuff, you know. So you you said something in your brain. You said this something um, this doesn't add up, and um, and you you made you must have made a decision at some point. You know, you wanted to take things in a different direction. You said you got into a little bit of trouble, but um, you know when we talked last time. But you steered clear the of the of you know. Oh yeah, being, yeah, being yeah. serious. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't want to be a statistic. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so it's like you know, uh, I'm gonna say I had I had fun. I got like a little bit of trouble and stuff, but nothing serious to you know um, yeah. to do any time over anything. Yeah. And you and you said your dad was a, a business owner and and, and you, know, you you had the candy shop and did with his what he's doing. And so you had some good. Sounds like you had a few good examples. Talk about those good examples that you had in your life early. Uh, my good example was when I'm gonna, I'm gonna say my father. My father, um, basically, he's take he's taking to the store, buy the stuff that he used to have for his little candy store and stuff. And you know, um, when he didn't feel like getting up because he's watching TV and stuff, of course, we ran it for him and stuff like that. And just being able to just operate and just seeing, um, just just seeing just how to operate and and just knowing what to do. Just a little, and it's it's a little small things to where you like, man, I can I can I can do I can do more than this, you know. Yeah, I, I can do more than this. I can do it on a bigger scale. I can do something different and stuff, you know. So so just having some just just that small, cause like I was saying earlier, that like our kids are sponges and stuff. So I, I picked up on that and stuff, and then I'm like, look, I can I can do this as well, you know. So um, so would you put your dad? Would you put your dad like number one on the list? That kind of gave you the example or gave you the belief that you know you could do more oh yeah 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 definitely definitely because um growing, growing up in my neighborhood a lot of fathers wasn't in the home and stuff and i was fortunate enough to have my father in my home, in my home always uh, always there for me and stuff because i can tell the difference between me growing up and other kids not growing up and stuff like that and i appreciate I, and i really appreciated that so um so yeah i would i would say he'll he'll be um, he's my number one like motivation as far as you know um not being afraid to be an entrepreneur and stuff. Yeah. Because he did it on, he did it on like kind of like a pullback scale, but I'm the type 
I wanted to <laughs> you had to do the next level. Uh, yeah. And every dad, hey, and every dad or parent wants that, right? For their kids is to take it further than they did. Yes. Um, and so how did you end up at University of South Florida? Because uh, you said something about California. I don't think I caught it when we talked about it. Somehow you were there and you, you came back. I up at University of South Florida. So um, what happened was actually my freshman year in college, because like my test scores wasn't that good, because um, I was the first kid in my family to go to college and stuff, you know? So I went to, um, so it, it was different. So I didn't have no guidance about somebody telling me, hey, take the um, SAT, take the HSCT. And I didn't even take um, none of the major tests um, in high school until like my like halfway through my senior year because I didn't have any guidance or anything and stuff. And of course, my mom, she didn't know anything about it. My dad didn't know anything about it and stuff. And it wasn't a lot of people around to help me and stuff. So now, um, actually, I, I, uh, I'm able to help others and sharing the information with them. You missed the you missed the dead kind of missed the deadline, missed the schedule. I uh, missed the deadline. I, I didn't test good. <laughs> I didn't test. And then you didn't, but you, you didn't even get a chance to prepare or test because sometimes you got to practice these things. Just, you know, you didn't have none of that. Or anything. I just went in there and just, 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 just went in there raw and just took it and stuff, you know, um, and just try to run with it. But um, so I ended up getting accepted to a private school um, in, in Missouri and stuff. So that's how I had my $2,600 in loan because they, they gave me some scholarship money and basically not, not a full ride, but, you know, for the cover majority of my things. And I just had to pay like, say just a little, just just a little uh, odd end things so um so i went there and then missouri yeah, mis yeah misery <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like joker say I, I like joker say misery and stuff <laughs> um so yeah for a so florida I, kid that, that's yeah that's not no it's <laughs> not relatable exactly and that's what i was saying earlier when i was saying like once i got outside my neighborhood i kind of noticed that my neighborhood was 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 different from other places <laughs> right when I got there, it, it was very different and stuff, you know. So, um, so actually, I traveled a lot um, during my college years and stuff because uh, I had a family member who used to always tell me stories. Oh, I could have did this, or I, I should have did this, and and stuff like that. So, me, my opportunity was, I don't, I don't want to be that person saying, "I wish I would have," I, "I wish I could have," and stuff. So, actually, what I did was, so I took the leap of faith. Um, I went to Missouri, and I couldn't take it. It, it started mentally kind of like messing with me and stuff. So, actually, I went back home to Fort Myers um for a semester and the thing was that was one of the most scariest things because i know a lot of kids who go off to school and they come back home and they end up staying home and never and never that's right uh, never never going anywhere else and stuff that's right so actually, step, so step I, in the wrong direction usually yeah yeah definitely definitely so i made a pledge to myself to like look i will not be like anybody else and stuff who i don't talk about these friends family and so forth who basically went off and came back and never never left again so i stayed home for a semester and then after that, basically, I went out to um, Bakersfield, California. So I was playing football out there um, at a junior college out there. And then after I finished up my own two years there, they would make me transfer to uh, University of South Florida. So when I got University of South Florida, that, that was it. That's it. <laughs> I like Man, it. so you, you, like, you, that, that was just far enough away from home, but still home. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because I was back in Florida because being out of California, you're so far away. Um, when little things um, need to be done and stuff, you're just not hopping on a plane, just coming all the way back here and stuff, you know. Well, you must have impressed a lot of fr friends and family, though, honestly, because um, I come from a rural small town. I was the first to go to college and not only in my family, but in my even my high school, hardly anybody went just being in a rural town. But um, you must impress a lot of people to be able to pull off a gig in Missouri or even California 
people must have been like big shot back at you know like did you get a lot of that big shot kind of comments from friends and stuff uh, uh, yeah man even some of the guy like i say I, I was brought up in a neighborhood that basically you know it, it was rough and everything so basically they called me the schoolboy. <laughs> <laughs> you schoolboy. Look at the oh! Look at the schoolboy and stuff. Schoolboy. I don't know the rough guys. Those the younger rough guys used to say call me schoolboy. All the older rough guys, they knew that basically, you know, like you know, they they appreciate what I was doing. Um, yeah. Even like even like um, one of my brothers, even though he um, sold drugs and everything, but he told me don't take the path that he's taking and stuff. You know, he always wanted to see me do better and stuff. So yeah. um, so he was like, hey, you know, what I'm saying he always he he motivated me and pushed me as well to um, always go out and do things. And That's stuff. a that's pretty powerful right there when you, you know, that message right there, you know, that your brother said that to you um, and, that, you know, meant it like, right. Uh, so you were kind of, your job was to carry the flag and, and go do bigger, better things, right? Yep. Carry the flag and go do better things and stuff. So, um, so yeah. So, um, so after I left California, it was like here, um, should I go to Texas or should I get closer to home and stuff? So after being in Missouri for a while, being in California, being like that's so far away from home and stuff, so that's the reason I chose USF to get close to home. It was out of USF or UCF for me to um, transfer to to get closer to home. UCF. I, I, I just. I what just, were you thinking? I need, I need to get back to Florida. Um, what were you thinking, UCF? <laughs> I had to get back to Florida and stuff, man. But but USF, USF made made the cut and stuff, you know. So, yeah. So, all right. So what did what did you study at uh, University of South Florida? Um, so basically, I have a, um, and actually, not only did I go, I actually got a bachelor's, um, bachelor's of science in criminology. So I studied criminology. The, um, the study of criminal, um, criminal, criminal. So mind. I know what happened. I know the next piece of the story because I know you ended up not pursuing that after graduation. But what, what, what were you? What was your initial thought with criminology? What were you thinking? Maybe you would do with it. Um, uh, well, even though I know, I know it don't sound, it don't, it don't line up right and stuff. But um, my, my initial thought was to. You know, even though I didn't wasn't in the um in the in the law field, but I want to take the LSAT test. Um, just give it a go, take the LSAT test, and maybe wow. you know, what I'm saying go out and try to um, be a lawyer and stuff. Right. So that you were setting the stage possibly for that. Yes. But so then you you graduated with this degree in criminology, and uh, something you told you shared with me is that um, you knew right away you weren't interested in going out and getting a job. Like what? No, I wasn't. I wasn't interested in going out working for somebody. Somebody telling me, "Hey, you got to do this. You got to do that," and then just putting limits. You know, putting limitations on, um, um, on on your abilities when you know that you be so talented. You have so much, so many things going for you and stuff, and just putting everything just in a small box, and um, and closing the top instead of being. And if you are in a box, at least open the top so you know you you can grow. So, you know, nine to five was not going to be for you. And I and I said this to you before. I was like, man, like you that that's not normal thinking for a college graduate with a four year degree. I mean, every, you know, the thinking, the normal thinking is you, you're going to get that job. So. So. Wow. I mean, I'm telling you, that's that's a big, big moment. Um, oh, yeah. What was the yeah. What where was the first move? What was the first step after graduation? My first step was telling my dad, no, I'm not about to go get no nine to five. <laughs> He was. He first reacted time. the way I did. Huh? He was reacting the way I was just reacting. Like, what? <laughs> did he did he understand? He didn't. Did he understand it first? Nah, or? He, he didn't understand because even even coming out of high school, yeah, because he had did the military. He asked me about joining the military, and I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. So wait a minute. You're not gonna join the military. You're not gonna get a job. <laughs> what are you going? What are you, what are you doing? 
know. So um, so, um, so me and my buddies and stuff, you know, we always like, hey, let, let's make some things happen and stuff. So um, we ride in the car one day and we were like, and one of my one of my um, best friends, he goes, you know what? We can do this on our own because we was basically valeting at different accounts and stuff like that. He's like, we can do this on our own. We can start our own and stuff. I'm like, man, let's go for it, you know. Um, so you were working valet part-time type stuff right in college and after yeah, and yeah, all yeah, of a sudden that's somehow how, that's how i was able to um pay for my um pay for my um just just pay for my cost of living and so forth uh, um because i had got the usf and they say no i'm sitting here like oh, yeah i need i need to make some money <laughs> i need to make some money so actually they had a job here on campus which was very helpful um usf had a job here on campus and stuff I filled out application after application after application and stuff, and actually it worked out. I'm talking about within a week. Um, actually, I had a um, I had a job and stuff, and the thing was, my first start, I almost quit the first day and stuff working for somebody else. Cause I felt uncomfortable, and then I didn't. Reason I didn't quit because I didn't make enough money to pay for my uniform. <laughs> right. I didn't make enough money to pay for my uniform, so actually I ended up sticking with it, man, and it actually ended up end up being good to me. You know, um, I was able to help my mom. Um, um, with, I was able to give my mom money. I was paying my rent three months ahead of Which time. Which job was this? Was this the valet? Job? Yeah, yeah, valet when I was going to USF at the time. Okay, know? yeah. 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 So, so actually, it had worked out pretty good. You have no idea how many how many entrepreneur friends I have that, that started in the valet game. It's incredible to me. Uh, some of them got discovered in the valet world. Like that's part of your story coming up, I think. And some of them built on, went to build businesses. Actually, you're both stories. You you uh, you, you found the mentor that way, but you also built a company. But it's something about it, like it's almost like, um, to me, if I took a stab at it, it's like, you gotta have a, you gotta have a, you gotta have a good personality, outgoing, you gotta hustle. Um, and there's, and there's a lot of cash and money involved. Like there's, it's like, Valet's got a lot of, a lot of things that, that an entrepreneur or go-getter with a personality would really i could see real i can see why it works and and actually to be honest with you that helped me um that helped me throughout my whole uh helped me um through my life skills just being uh, able to talk and stuff because um growing up in a rough neighborhood you kind of disassociate yourself with everybody you don't speak yeah. to stuff like that because yeah you have a certain uh, certain and, mentality you gotta look a certain way and stuff like that so um actually so that's the reason why the first day i was there i'm like man they want me to speak and smile to people and stuff like that and you know, and then I started doing it. I'm like, man, you know, uh, I kind of got out of, um, I kind of changed my mentality. I had, had, had to change your mentality. You had to be outspoken. You had to greet people. You had to, you know, saying enjoy what you was, enjoy, enjoy what you was doing and stuff. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot to life. It's a lot to be thankful for. It's a lot to be happy about and stuff like that. Even though sometimes the situation don't look clear and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, it, it's, you got plenty of things inside of you that you can smile and can smile and be happy about so um once i had dug inside and dug deep and found that um basically like even like my wife she goes oh he's a talker i'm like no i'm not <laughs> <laughs> so it was always it was kind of always in you and but you, it just wasn't able to come out but, but also you probably had it in i'm guessing you felt comfortable as a talker amongst your friends and and stuff but but yes. In the valet world, you're dealing with all these business people and people that probably intimidated you at first. Or I'm guessing you might only meet one time. You might not never see them again and stuff like that, you know. And then on top of that, it's either like I say, when 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 basically when you got to put food on the table, man, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> you got to do yeah. what you got to do and stuff. And at first, it was like okay, we had to kind of, I had to kind of, I had to grudge it and kind of force myself to do it. But then after that, it came natural. It just came natural, just speaking to people and stuff like that, and just 
being happy and just asking people how they're doing, even still to this day. Um, even though women call it flirting. <laughs> when <laughs> ask somebody, hey, how you doing today and stuff like that. I look at it as, you know, saying you can be changing somebody's life or either, you know, yeah. like yeah. we get services all the time, but we never ask somebody how they're doing and stuff. They're always talking to us and stuff like that. But like just little things like that can change a person's day. Right. That's yeah. how you went. That's how you and I met, man. You were so friendly that I, and somebody's friendly to me. I just start talking too, and next thing you know, you and I are talking, and and I think cars were backing up behind us two or three deep. <laughs> you and I was just like, I was like, what are you in? You want? What are you doing? Like, how are you on this business and you boxing and what? And uh, but I think you're right. It 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 opens up. It opens up so many doors. I got to tell you, the you know, like your background, just like you said, to be able to. It's interesting. You said how it was tough at first. And you kind of you had to force it and begrudge it. But then you embraced it. Um, I think uh, that's that's really that's really uh, powerful right there. It's really powerful stuff, you know. Um, and so that everything seemed to turn there once you put, you know, you were able to let your personality come through and, and wear it on your sleeve and all that good stuff. And then and did do you feel like that's when things start opening up even more? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things are opening up uh, even more and stuff, you know. Um, so. <laughs> Um, so, so then you got used to seeing people all the time. Certain people always come and they always want services a certain type of way. And I have a very good memory and stuff like that, you know? So, um, you know, so I always try to use that to my, uh, to my advantage and stuff and let people know that basically you're not just another person or just another vehicle or just another, um, client and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you're special to me, you know? Yeah. And just being, just being able to show that and people are impressed by that and stuff like that um so it's like you know just yeah you ask yeah. about their kids you ask about their family exactly. like you remember their names and stuff like that exactly that's exactly. it well, now value. there was this one um you know client so to speak that you told me stood out like um somebody you met entrepreneur i guess that um that invited you to a bucks game or something yes yeah, so kind of well, changed some things so, so what it was, um, we used to valet, um, actually we used to have a, um, the account to where mm -hmm. basically, um, where the bucks stayed at and stuff, you know? So, um, so you see a whole bunch of high end people coming there all the time and stuff. So, um, I, I remember, I remember this guy, he always was going into another account and stuff. I always kind of came there time to time too. And then he goes, Hey, uh, I would, I would, um, I would invite you to the bus game, but you're working. So me, I call this bluff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can get off right now. So man, he had me a box seat to uh, he had he had me a ticket to a box seat to the bus game, you know. And I'm like, okay, so I go home, shower up, change clothes, rush there, get there and stuff. And you know, the box seat, um, how you get in the game is a little different from the other other ones. So uh, I'm in the game enjoying myself. And um, were you able to bring a friend, or was it just you solo? No, nah, nah, it, it just it just me by myself. It was just me by myself. And so wow. he said okay. he had he had one more ticket, so I guess somebody probably canceled out or something. So. Um, so um, I, I was enjoying the game and everything. I walked back inside. I was like, you know what? I want to tell him thank you. Even though I told him thank you when he gave me a ticket, I just want to really thank him in person and stuff. So I go inside, I'm looking around, looking around. I can't find him. But next thing you know, he's standing up in the suite saying, hey, how you doing? <laughs> so, so next thing you know, um, I get ready to go upstairs where he at. And there's a person standing there and stuff. And then um, she goes, where's, where's your ticket to come up here? And then he goes, he's with me. So I'm like, who's this guy? <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, who's this guy? So actually, so I went up there to um, thank him and stuff. So then, like I said, early that morning, I'm sweating outside, valeting, to sitting in the suite, 
to where you can get all you can eat drinks and food and all the other stuff you know and i'm like wow and then he asked me he's like so what are you doing with yourself you know because um he's an entrepreneur here um he has a construction company that um that does very well he's like what are you doing with yourself you know and i and i was like well right now um this is um i'm just doing that temporary and i plan to open up a parking business and stuff you know and he was like i got some ideas for you because uh and he said i got some ideas for you um you need to take down my number we need to sit down and talk and stuff and then basically from there man we sat down and talked laid out a plan and stuff and then you know wow was there a follow-up was there like a follow-up meeting oh yeah there's a follow-up meeting um, a couple of phone calls follow-up meeting um wow. down and basically um discuss numbers and discuss like a um, plan and stuff and yeah wow so this, so so this person basically did you feel like um he, all of a sudden this person just saw something in you and you know and did it make you more energized to go after it you know because somebody saw that in you believed in you um yes 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 definitely definitely somebody saw um he see he seen it in me and um basically it wasn't just like this thing that i'm just imagining and stuff like that it was something that basically was already um laid out and and, and that was going to happen and stuff but he was able to uh, help me um to, to proceed forward and make things happen faster. And then with his connections and stuff like that, um, with the organization, um, like as far as this organizing stuff and getting paperwork done and stuff like that. So I learned, I learned a lot from him. Um, yeah. So, so what about this thing about using other people's money? Okay. By using other <laughs> did he, did he you told me, I think he showed, he taught you, he talked to you about that yeah, too. Definitely. Definitely. Cause he took me around like, now, wait a minute, before we get into the whole he thing for a second, you told me that he had a daughter or something too, or sister. Who? This, this gentleman that was helping you, didn't he have a daughter or somebody oh, else? No, no, he, no he, didn't, he didn't have any kids. I thought he had, I thought he, there was some a woman, I thought it was a woman that he partnered that he had that was also kind oh, of. Oh, his sister, his, his sister. sister. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so, and so she worked with you a lot too, am I right? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Because basically she keep him organized and stuff like that because being a business owner with multiple businesses and stuff like that, you know, um, yeah. So a lot of the, a lot of the, the, a lot of that, like you said, paper and contract stuff, she was helping too. Oh, now, yeah. this whole thing about using other people's money, let's, what's that all about? All right. So, um, so I was in a meeting and stuff, and then um, he, he's took us around um, a lot, a lot of his friends and stuff. So uh, I'm in a meeting and stuff. He and actually we met up with him. We were talking about doing some more, um, some more business, some more business ventures and stuff like that. And, and he goes, look, we're gonna go get money. I said, from where? He was like, we're going to go over here and get the money. He, and, and, and I'm like, he going to give us some money. He's like, look, I'm going to tell you right now. People do not use their own money. They use other people's money to, to invest and stuff, you know. So we actually went there. He started up the conversation. And and I'm sitting here, like, I, I, I sit there and take notes and stuff. Because, like, people who wise and people who already been around and stuff like that, you can you can still learn a lot from. I never, I'm never at a point to where I feel like I can't learn and stuff, you know. So um, basically... I went and I'm taking notes. I'm hearing these guys talking about how they're using other people's money to um, make investments and stuff like that. I'm like, man, this is this is smart. Like, and that's something I never knew until that day I was sitting in, sitting in the office and stuff. You know, cause I always thought that you had to work for it, work for it, work for it, and then basically you, you know, your own money go go get it and stuff. But sometimes all it takes is basically you formulating a plan and um, you know doing doing your research and having all your um, stuff laid out and stuff and presenting to somebody times and stuff you know and, yeah and, the only intangible there is they have to kind of usually know you and trust you already a little bit of relationship and then exactly. that opens the door yeah exactly 
Wow. So that, that must, that just blew your mind when you, when you saw that. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, that blew my mind and stuff, man. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I, like, hey, I like this idea. You know, it's funny though. It's, yeah. Though, though. And, and, and so, people, uh, um, and, 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 you know, that's kind of what we do when we do like home improvements sometimes on homes and stuff. You know, we take a lo- if we take out a loan on a, on, a, on a home or something, we're using the bank's money and that's other people's money, things like that. Right. Exactly. And, and, and basically that's what I did for my house and stuff. You know, um, mm-hmm. I got a um, 12 month zero interest credit card and stuff, put yep. all my materials on there and stuff and money going to be back and I'm going to pay them off. And that's how you renovated. That's how you renovated the house. Right. Yeah, I renovated my house. You and used stuff. other people's you used other people's money to do that, and then you're gonna turn around and make it all back. Make it all back, pay them back and stuff. And after that, I just got residual income coming in for the rest of my life and stuff. You know, and like so that's said, that's pretty pretty cool pretty cool story right there. Um, so so um, you know this you know kind of like uh, you know as I was scanning your story, um, uh, you know from there uh you you this whole super shuttle experience so we all know what those were they by the way they just closed down a couple months ago i think right yes yes and it was bought out it, they were bought out or something and, and yes. uh they, they were the, the the shuttle bus that would take people from the airport home or from the home to airport right and right. You, you bought you bought a franchise yeah 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 i had franchise in because i had a buddy of mine so he was an entrepreneur as well he had a contract with um with i think like office decor or something and stuff and he was telling me about it so um me i'm the type of person if a, if a friend need help and i can help them and stuff i will and stuff so i was able to um start helping him and i was like you know what i can get my own <laughs> you know because i was just helping him for the for the time being so then i ended up french franchising on um, one myself and then um it, it was it was pretty good it's pretty good and stuff you know so um, profitable oh yeah yeah it, was, yeah, yeah it was profitable definitely it was profitable and stuff because you get a lot of tips um, and so forth, and then you know you can bring a lot of revenue on this um, throughout the week and stuff. You, you you'll be a lot of people will be amazed how much money just one van can generate and stuff like that. You know, far as just doing that business. Um, so what I did was I started putting myself in position um, financially so I can make some power moves. Right, and and so so you did that. And tell me why you uh, why you had why you exited out of that out of that one out of the super shuttle. Um, um, yeah, because I exited out of there because um, I, have, I was trans, I transitioned into the financial sector because, like I say, um, my, my whole goal was what we spoke about earlier the um, physical, the mental, and then the financial health and stuff, you know, of, of, yeah. of, of well being and stuff. So, you kind of running around like it seems like at some point, all this valet parking and shuttle stuff you, you know, you did for I think you I wrote down like 10 years or more, you, you know, you were you were making money and all that. but at some point it seems like you started thinking, you know, I'm not going to get to the next level. Just, you know, hu- you know, running around making, you know, parking and driving all this good stuff. And at one point you, you were in a delivery. <laughs> I like this point. We talked, you were with a delivery company. That's just a side story. Oh. And you, and you said, man, that you were, you were, uh, you didn't ever, you never saw daylight in your own home. Right. Oh, daylight in my own home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what happened was, um, <laughs> Another guy who I went to college with, man, was on, um, took a couple classes together. Had we're going same. back in time now a little bit, yeah. right? Early back on. In, a little bit, yeah, yeah. So we had the same major and stuff. So he showed me a pay stub, like, look, man, I made those six figures last year. I'm sitting here, like, you did what? He's like, yeah, I made those six figures last year and stuff, you know? And I'm like, I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I got in the game and stuff. And then he, he, I didn't know, like, all the deductibles that was being taken out. Um, 
that was being taken out of the six figures that he had showed me and stuff, you know. So yeah. um, at that time, I'm, I had just finished, uh, I had just finished um, at USF and stuff. And then it's like I'm going to, I'm, I'm waking up before the sun come up. I mean, I'm leaving my house before the sun come up, and I'm come and I'm coming back home uh, after the sun went down and stuff. And I don't have no kids. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, and, and, and then it's kind of manual labor because, like, sometimes, man, you might be carrying like a like a three thousand dollar refrigerator up three flights of stairs, <laughs> and then you can't put no dents in it or anything. <laughs> like, look, man, that's too much. That's where that's where you go from the liabilities to the assets. There's too much liability <laughs> and not enough assets in that. So I exited out. <laughs> yeah. So you so you kind of you went to this period where you did a lot of this 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 physical hustle stuff that you had to do and. Um, and then, you know, you, you kind of found a way to go, you know, like you said, level up and, and, you know, the personal training is, is obviously, you know, one of those, you know, not, not, a, not, you, you have to put your clients through physical pain, but you, yeah. you don't have to yeah. yourself. Right. And, yeah. they're, and they're paying you because your knowledge and, and, you know, yeah. and that's your pain for your, for your mind, not your, not your brawn. Right. Yes. Um, and then, and then you open up this kind of credit repair business to help people, especially for business credit build up, help people build up their business credit and you help people get their credit uh, score to a point where they can um, do things as a business owner and separate their personal uh, kind of credit life from their business credit life. Talk about that. Cause that that's where you're at, what you're doing right now. A lot of. Um, yes, 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 definitely. Um, that's, I like working from home now. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't get hey, Rod. Don't get out of shape on me now. No, nah, no, nah, I won't. I won't. Nah, I still ran. I, actually, I ran four miles a day, man. It was one hundred five outside. Yeah. I, yeah, I had to sit down on the curb after I got done. But um, yeah. So I had transitioned from the financial sector because anything I do, I want to make sure that basically, uh, actually know what I'm doing and not just giving somebody something that's um out of, out of thin air. Um, so um, personal credit is what we do. What we use our social security number for, and business credit is what we use our IN, uh, EIN number for. And stuff and a lot of times um when we go out and get um go out and do things like if we want to start a business and stuff we actually use our personal a lot of people use majority of people use their personal credit cards instead of you know um taking advantage of the situation and trying to build up business credit so it can come back on their business and not on their um personal so it, so you won't put a financial hardship on your uh, on your family it can just fall back on worst case when if something if something doesn't go well some yeah exactly and and majority of businesses you know don't go well and stuff yeah. you know and and that's part of um, understanding and part of just it's just it's just part, it's just part of life and stuff you know yeah but, but at the same time um you can kind of put yourself in position to where you can put it on the business and and not and and not on you um if you're in a rush and you first starting off and stuff you can use yourself as a personal guarantor and try um and go out and get some like some basic zero interest for 12 months on um, credit cards and stuff but um, um, but at the same time, while you're doing that, you can be building up your business credit so everything can fall back on your um, EIN number and stuff like that. And the reason why you want that because you want your business to be, you know, what I'm saying you, you, you want your business business be responsible and try to um, be able to take care of, uh, take care of itself. So just in case if you get to a point to where you're like, I want to get out of this business and stuff, you know, right. it sells for even more because you know you you can sat there and built. It's, it's established. It's yeah, established. Pe people. Um, right. And, and this this is what um, people who build wealth know that most people just don't know. 
and and it doesn't get talked about enough right is is ownership business ownership and separating ownership from personal and by the way people who have high paying jobs and jobs even don't even understand this concept right if you say you make two three hundred thousand dollar job like doctors uh you great big paycheck those people don't typically own companies they pay a ton of taxes per se and they also don't understand how to keep that separation so it's it's kind of how true wealth is is created isn't it with this this business yeah. ownership entity oh yeah yeah definitely definitely it's, it definitely is um just like i've been learning about um you know any kind of vehicles or even like people properties and stuff they put them up, up under corporation names instead of just having them in their own name and stuff a lot of times we always want to have our name on stuff and take ownership of it and stuff but um once we get um, once we um try to get to another level we start using our corporations and stuff start putting that and um put put it up on our corporation names so our, comp- our corporation can be more valuable and stuff you know yeah yeah no we we uh i was asking you about that book rich dad poor dad and you said you you'd listen to it on audio and and when oh, i yeah. talk when i talk to you i feel like that you know you kind of living your life on that by that playbook that's in that book um yeah yeah when i first heard it i, I was amazed and i was like man why didn't nobody tell me about this and stuff? <laughs> like, it's like some things in life you're like man i should have been i wish i would have been heard this and stuff you know even like just investing into the stock market and stuff you know i've been using um certain products since like 2005 and stuff you know i'm looking at and i go back and i look at the stock how much it was then and how much it is now yeah. like man you know so it's it's, it's like things like that that like i say rich dad poor dad that's, that's a great that's a, that's a great book and that's a great um it's, it's, it's a great help to help your uh help your mentality and uh actually try to um, put you in a um, financial health, healthy situation yeah stuff. it talks now, a lot about that you know corporate you know corporate you know setup and separation it talks about other people's money it talks about so much of that stuff that you that you do just a couple more topics before we get to the end here uh instagram so i was i was kind of asking you like i said rod where'd you learn all this stuff and you know all this personal finance and financial freedom stuff and all these business entities you're doing and uh in about every year or two you come up with a new you got a new one cooking you know that you're doing and you were like I, you were like i watch i follow a lot on instagram <laughs> oh yeah yeah definitely um i got a financial sector and stuff was through instagram and stuff you know um this guy on there um you know um who was was giving out information and stuff and he was like look he was trying to he was showing you how to make money off you having good credit and stuff and i was like of course i'm interested you know because i got good credit you know um once i um uh, franchised um uh, franchise the business and i started you know you know making making moves and you know like i said it was profitable so i started putting myself in a good credit situation and stuff and after that you know i'm like i can make money off my credit okay so it was a tension grabber but then from there basically he started showing um not only showing how to make money off the credit, but other different lucrative businesses that you can um, um that you can run. So um, what, he was having a conference, so I flew out to his conference, came back home and stuff. And then after that, basically, I actually joined his mentorship. Um, I had joined his mentorship, which which wasn't cheap, but at the same time, I felt like it was going to be worth it. It was a lot of value. Um, from the value from the conference that I, ha- I had, I was willing to you know um, make the investment into myself and with him. Uh, in order to basically join and still to this day I still make money off the private group that I'm in um, um, that basically he had for um, for for the mentorship and stuff you know so wow. that's like, cool that's cool you found it on you found him on Instagram yeah found him on Instagram found him on Instagram and stuff you know um, back then I think he probably had like 11,000 followers now he's probably up to like 50,000 
or something yeah. like that. Because like I said, he give a lot of value and stuff. And like I say, I was willing to invest once I went to this conference. I'm, I'm seeing all this information and I'm like, hey, man, let's let's, let's go for it. But people are going to have to uh, people are going to have to hit hit me up in the uh, YouTube comments when I post this to get who this is. We won't say right now, but they have to hit me up in the YouTube comments and we'll yeah. get it. We'll get it to them. Um, so. So but I would guess you probably follow a whole bunch. Of, you probably just opened the open the doors. I bet you follow a, probably a lot of uh, these type of people on Instagram. Now. Um, yeah. 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 I be honest with you. Um, I don't pay attention to all the rah-rah on social media. I'm more looking for business, social media for for business and stuff, not just like posting for my business, but far as just gaining, um, um, helping get more knowledge and helping to, um, you know, some some great ideas some great ideas and stuff and, and, and just to help them to, to build, just, just helping to build and just, just get your name out there too. So for you, Instagram is kind of like um, just an infinite uh, well of knowledge that just, if you can find the right sources and people and flows, you can just, you can just feed yourself with uh, really good knowledge, right? Well, well, yeah, that and then businesses too, <laughs> because sometimes you got people coming together and you got some groups and saying stuff. People come together in groups saying, "Hey, man, let's start, let's start, let's let's start making some stuff happen and stuff," you know, because um, everybody's not meant to, or it's not for everybody to actually do it solo. Sometimes, sometimes somebody just need like you know, uh, I know three, I know I heard what I heard was like three partners is kind of like it's good because it's kind of you have that balance in there and stuff. You actually have that one person in the middle who, yeah. You know, go on you got a tie break you got a tiebreaker in there too exactly exactly you got to, yeah exactly exactly so so um so like i say um that that um like social media opened up a uh, open up a open up doors it open up doors and stuff you know um you know it just depends on how you use it yeah i think that's cool that, that that's a i think that's a big message here people i don't think a lot of young people realize um or at any age maybe just uh how much good flow of, of 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 information is out there if you just like you said steer clear of all the uh you know all the uh, eye candy and and uh stuff you know that's great fun stuff but there's a tremendous amount of business leaders and, and exactly. information that that are just pumping out content that will change your whole world view right if you can just yeah. find them and focus on it right yes yes and um on, on one of his latest things he say is like entrepreneurship is not just um is is not it's not a luxury it's a lot it's, it's a life when he's a it's a necessity now yeah entrepreneurship is a necessity now especially yeah. um right now yeah that's <laughs> job security does not there's no such thing as job security anymore exactly. and there never really was but there definitely we now know for sure that it, it, it's not real exactly right and so by being an entrepreneur it's on some level you're, you're kind of looking after yourself aren't you oh yeah yeah definitely you you, um, you you you're looking after yourself and um like i say you, when, you, when you look at your family and stuff you know they're looking back at you like hey what are we gonna do <laughs> so, yeah so so it's like from there man you gotta you gotta go get it you gotta go yeah get you don't want to be your, your answer shouldn't be well i hope i don't get fired or laid off you know you know that because you're not in control that's not you in control say hey so so Rod, let, I want to wrap up. This has been a, a awesome conversation, and uh, and I'm a lot of people are going to watch this and just and just and get a lot of knowledge, get a lot of knowledge. But a lot of folks are going to be inspired. There's going to be a lot of a lot of young people who are going to watch this and be inspired because you know um, 
just by, you know, where you are in life and how much you, you, you kind of pulled together yourself. You're still young and you're taking care of body, mind and spirit and, and finances. This is a revolution in this country around personal finance and around with Instagram. It just, it's just really cool to, to talk to you about it. But I want to end on on my favorite one of my favorite topics, which is the sweet the sweet science of, of boxing. And uh, and I know you're I know you're semi retired. You might come back. I don't know out of retirement, uh, especially since you you know you went out you finished one and zero and and you and apparently um, you spent you spent so much time you know sparring and and training yes. and then helping other boxers get ready. And then soon enough, nobody wanted to nobody wanted to, to spar with you. And you and and talk about like well first of all talk about like how much you enjoyed it number one number two the the kind of the the business side of it that people don't see that you had to deal with all right um what was the first question again how much you enjoyed it <laughs> oh I, oh man I I enjoy it. I, I enjoy every bit of it um it is it, it's, it's very repetitive it's very repetitive uh, it might be the same thing over and over and stuff but. It's like being a kid in a candy store, man. Just, just, just getting in there and just, just letting it all out. Just did you, it. did you feel like? Um, well, let me ask you a couple of questions on the boxing because I don't get to talk to a, a real professional boxer very often. Um, it, you know, there surely there's a lot of uh, you know energy release and a lot of probably stress release. You got to feel great at the end of it, even though you might have gotten beat up a little bit. You've got to feel pretty good. Um, you know, physically, it's got to feel good, but but also there's a lot of technicality to it, right? Yeah. Which did you enjoy more, the physicality or the technicality of boxing? Um, the technicality. I'm, I'm gonna say that I I, uh, I, I love physical because um, I played linebacker, strong safety. I like being physical and stuff, but but the technicality of it and stuff like that, um, because it's a science. It, yeah. It's a, uh, it's a science. It's just not no. Um, you're just gonna go and punch somebody one person, and, and that's it. It's just you know, what I'm saying being able to set it up, and then you know, just being able to execute, and all the things that um, basically you've been you've been working on, just seeing it happen right in, right in front of you. Sometimes, man, you just want to sit there and just stop, just stop fighting and say yes and stuff like that. But you can't because the other guy still standing in front of you. He's still there. Like when, when you say setups, like you, you, people don't realize in boxing really that that. Um, they look like they're just kind of punching and so forth, but you're, every punch you're you're throwing is is trying to set up something, not just the next punch, but maybe something even further in the in the fight. Like there's a lot of um, a lot of a lot of things going on there. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Because um, when you want to hit somebody in the body, which basically I've been in the ring to where basically you know everybody think head, 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 head. But when you hit somebody in the body, man, I, I don't see some people hold their hands down to protect their body and say, you can hit me in my head, just don't hit me, hit me in my body again. But at the same yeah. time, you got you to gotta set it up. You know, you got to keep on throwing the jab, throwing the jab, thinking, uh, keep people thinking that you're headhunting and stuff like that. And then just that little slight move, boom, you hit, hit right there in the body, man. And once you get hit in the body, I mean, yeah. it's like all your energy goes. <laughs> <laughs> all, all your energy goes and stuff. So that's the reason why... Um, sometimes in boxing, you'll see somebody hurt and stuff, and you'll see people try to go for the head, but then you see somebody go right down there for that body and stuff because they know once you um, break that body down, basically the head's gonna come down too. So why didn't anybody? Why did people get tired of fight? Why did people get tired of sparring with you? Why did people um, not, like? What was your thing? 
Um, because like when I sparred, I sparred like I fight. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't use sparring as a as a as a session to, you know, as a session to just go around and play around and just throw a couple punches and stuff like that. My trainer always taught me. Um, and same thing that, that I kind of learned too is like you need to train how you're gonna perform and stuff. You know, because you can't expect to turn it up when you want to. Um, even in high school playing football, I had a kid on my team. I never understood it then. Like, why he always going full speed? He going full speed every time. He needs to slow down. He's only going full speed. But at the same time, how do you expect him to turn up during the game if he never practiced? Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't have that. You didn't have that half speed thing. No, no, I didn't have the half speed. I didn't have that. We just going to throw punches in and, and, and look like we active going on, like look like we active and stuff going on and stuff like yeah. that. And, didn't and work for I'll you. Probably just go half effort. I'm going 100% nurse sparring and stuff. That's you know? that's not your personality, which is you know probably helped you in business too. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, with business, man, you got to go out there. You got to go out there and get it done. Um, because yeah. you can't be afraid. Yeah. And when um all right, and so uh, you know, you know, Rod, it's been awesome, man. Um. And uh, what a what a cool life you're living right now at your age and all the cool things you're doing and things you've done. Hell, you've been to California and back and, you know, a lot of people hadn't even pulled that off. I mean, you list off all the things that you've done and you're and you're just getting started. So I really, uh, really appreciate you coming on and let me interview you for this uh, for this podcast. And thank you. Thank you for having me. And I, I appreciate it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, this is great. Um, all right. Well, let's I'm going to sign off and. Um, I look forward to uh, hanging out with you again soon. All right. See you soon. All right. All Take right, care, I'll... Rod. Be good. Okay. All right. Bye.